Temple of Geek Toddcast, episode 67, is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash Toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Toddcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. You are listening to the Temple of Geek Podcast, a show designed to analyze pop culture for your entertainment. I am your host, Daniel, and if you're joining us for the first time, welcome! This show is released every week for your enjoyment. You can find this episode and more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitchers. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter by using the handle at Temple of Geek. On this week's episode, the geeks and I discuss Suicide Squad. There will be spoilers, so you are warned now. Uh, so without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce you to this week's panel of geeks. We have Katie, Stacy, and Paul. Welcome, guys. Hello. Yo. Hello. Suicide Squad. Let's go ahead and get it out of the way. What'd y'all think? Eh. What? <laughs> eh. I'd say I'd say um, a a an enthusiastic meh. 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 I I thought it was better than what I expected it to be, with only two complaints. So four out of five for me. I like I like that we're gonna have uh, a bit of a debate today, so that's good. Yeah, it's always good. I don't know. I think you, me, and Katie are all in the meh category. I know we need and at least one person to kind of be on the other to. They won't balance us out. You'll be on the seesaw, kind of stuck in the air, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and just ask the obvious, Stacy. Why do you just say meh? Okay. Well, I mean, if. We're going to go through my... I actually wrote notes this time because I was serious. Ooh. I know. I know. I know. Um, my cons list is much longer than the pros <laughs> list. Um, but I, I, if I was just going to... We can come back to it and I can give you more specifically why. But I think that, generally speaking, I thought it was a poor man's Guardian of the Galaxy. Um, I thought, the to me... The worst offender was Killer Croc, um, and I have reasons for why that is, but I just felt like it was two separate movies, and it was and and the two movies were disconnected. There was a there was a humorous, lighthearted kind of whimsy uh, movie, first half, second half darker, um, different tone, more like Batman versus Superman, and I just felt like they were disconnected. I think if they would have chosen one theme or the other, the movie would have been much better. Katie, what about you? Um, I feel like my biggest issue with the movie was that I didn't really understand the plot. Because based <laughs> on based on the trailers, it seemed like the movie was going to be um, about Joker and Suicide Squad. That it made it they portrayed the movie as if he was going to be the big bad, like the Joker was, and that is not at all what the movie was geared towards. Like the entire time Joker spent just trying to get Harley Quinn back when in reality, the actual villain was Enchantress and her brother. So I was lost some of the time through the movie because I didn't really understand what was happening. And I have various other complaints about the movie, but that's the biggest one that I've got that kind of led to the whole, eh. 
Paul, you disagree with both of them. No, 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 no. I was actually uh, on par with uh, Katie with the plot. The plot to me was very, very weak. And it was very, very obvious who the real baddie was going to be. And I was like, all right, I see where this is going. Enchantress is going to double cross or the spirit is whatever is going to double cross and, you know, just do whatever she's going to do. And she's going to be the one that the team goes up against. So I saw that coming, and and even that stupid little witch dance she was doing at the end, I was just like, what? 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 Oh my god! That was so dumb. I was like, what <laughs> is she doing? And I, I don't know. If, I, was, I don't know. If sweet she was moves. Just, yeah, I don't know. If she was just trying to be like trying out for a Ghostbusters part, you know, and and raising stuff up in the sky because that's all they were doing. Oh. Um, but yeah, yeah, Burn. that 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 plot was dumb. Now. I'm I'm just gonna say with Katie, I never got that from the trailers with the Joker. Like I thought he was gonna be the bad guy, like the 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 the, the bad guy that the team goes against. I never got that indication from the trailers. The other complaint that I had, and this is like I said, this is just a minor one. When I heard Will Smith was cast as Deadshot, I was totally okay with it. I was just like, okay, whatever. And then the 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 stills came out. I was like, all right, I'm digging his look and everything. The problem I had with his casting was that I didn't want it to be a Will Smith movie. And that's exactly what it became. Like the plot, or as far as like the the suit, the squad, basically, it kind of highly centered around his backstory and trying to get back with his daughter and everything. And that's what I didn't want it to be. Um other than that, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, again, I'm not complaining about his portrayal of Deadshot. I thought it was actually beautiful. It was badass. It's just I, I didn't want it to be that, and that's exactly what it was for me. Well, before Daniel says anything, can we just all agree that Slipknot was the best member of Suicide Squad? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you, if you didn't see what was coming with that cat as soon as he gets out of the truck, then you just weren't paying attention. So, oh, Well, geez. yeah, not only, not only that, but it's... Everybody had a backstory except that guy. So you yeah, are, sudden, so you already sudden, knew. Oh yeah. yeah. By the way, why? Why they have to treat Adam Beach that way? Why they have to do that? Well, he why? did. Yeah, bad. Not he did good. nothing. He was just. He just sort of climbed out of a bag and then he died. <laughs> that was it. He didn't even. Did he even say anything? Well, the, guy, no, he's of, like, well, the guy that came out of the bag, remember, that was, um, that was, Boom, that was Boomerang. Oh. Slipknot actually walked oh. out of a truck, and he Just punched kidding. the girl. Yeah, he punched a woman. Okay, yeah. he punched a woman in the face. That's right. Okay, well, he better. deserved to die anyway. Much better. <laughs> Slade? I'm kind, of, I'm kind of in the same park as Stacy. I mean, the movie started off as one movie, like, Okay, this is gonna be a fun, awesome kick butt movie. We had comic book intros of the characters. We had, you know, just pretty awesome. Amanda Waller. I'm just gonna have to just say right now that I thought she was the villain of the movie. Yeah. I mean, Amanda Waller to me was the main villain of the story. Um, we got the intros. We got the Harley Quinn intro. We got the Deadshot intro. So I was like, okay, this is gonna be cool. And then, bam! Second half of the movie was completely different. And it was like there wasn't, you know, typical movies have like three parts. They have the beginning, the middle, the buildup, and then the end. This movie was just beginning, end. Yep. And I'm just, I, I don't know. Um, the Joker, you know, to kind of, to kind of agree a little bit with what Katie was saying in the trailers, they made it seem like the Joker was not really the main villain, but he was going to be like this antagonist that was going to be like trailing behind the group or something because they had like one scene in the, one of the trailers where the Joker was like ah ah ah. And Harley Quinn was like, uh-oh, you know, like, oh, my God, the Joker's here. 
Um, and we I, that didn't happen at all in the movie. Um, so I don't know. It was just it was just kind of just it was just kind of an okay movie. I mean, I had I enjoyed it. It was it was a good watch, but not one of my favorite comic book movies at all. Yeah, I agree. Most of the stuff in the trailers never even happened. Well, that's true. And, if, and that's the thing is like if you didn't follow if you didn't follow the internet if you didn't read the backstories if you didn't watch the the uh, you know uh, the the videos anything that was behind the scenes then you would think yes the Joker's a villain uh, all these other people are up against the Joker I mean I I'm trying to look at this objectively and that's exactly what it looked like mm-hmm. if you just watched the previews to me. Um, but I knew that he wasn't. I knew I thought that he was only going to be seen in flashbacks. But that's because I read everything I could about this movie before it came out. So, yeah. See, I didn't do that. I just watched the the trailers. So they made it seem like the Joker was going to have a much bigger role than he did. And I've been hearing stuff like, like after since the movie came out. And even Jared Leto said that he filmed enough stuff that I saw that too. Yeah, that they could make an entire movie about the Joker, but they cut so much out of that movie, apparently, that that's why it feels like two different movies, because they cut so much and left so much on the cutting room floor that it's just this jumbled, smushed together mess. See, I didn't get that it was two different movies. What I got was that, okay, so Amanda Waller's, you know, hooking the team up together to battle something because of the events of Superman, which they, you know, they tied, they tied that movie with it. That was done well. So the, the whole Joker thing, I think what they were doing was trying, and, and, and they did in some scenes was just trying to establish, you know, for the people that aren't familiar with the Joker Harley backstory, if you're not, I can't believe that. But I think what they were trying to do is just establish that connection that the Joker is always going to be there for Harley through thick or thin and and all that stuff and even in that scene with the helicopter where she's about to escape he was like come on baby come on baby come on baby you know and I was like man I can actually see the the chemistry that these two are supposed to have so his mission his mission but, was solely to get Harley out of what was oh, it Bell Reef yeah Bellevue but, right or Bell Reef Bell Reef you're right you're Bell right. Reef but what you you were correct no I was gonna say but this isn't this the thing. From what I understand, from her origin being in the cartoon and everything about what I understand about the dynamic between the two, it is almost 100% one-sided. Like, it's Harley loves him, yes. he uses her. So, yes. so him wanting her to do anything that doesn't serve his purpose doesn't make sense. To me, it's, If yeah. only if you follow the comic. In, the, in, the, in terms of the movie... I think it's fine because if you're just going to make them separate entities, that's fine. But yeah, they definitely changed those two characters. I'm, I'm uh, their, their personalities. I'm so frustrated with Harley Quinn's character. Well, it, it makes it to so. be it makes it be less of the abusive relationship and more of like they a twisted love a story. Twisted love story. They romanticized yeah. it, and that's not what her story is supposed to be about. And I don't like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought that Margot Robbie did a fantastic job with the yeah, character. Probably one of the best. I parts didn't of the have movie was her. any issues with her as um, playing as Harley Quinn. And if you take the character as is, then without the backstory, then she was just fine. That she was funny, she was witty, she was definitely crazy, and she played into that well. And I thought she did a great job. She had great dynamic with all the characters that she interacted with, with Deadshot and with um, Diablo. And she did a great job. 
Um, but if you take her actual origin story and put it with the way they wrote this character, it doesn't fit at well, all. They, they started out pretty good, but I think part of that yeah. origin story got cut. It had to have gotten they, cut because they just they, changed they, it. it. I didn't like yeah. it because yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be, she's supposed to be completely in love with him, but he's supposed to be both physically and emotionally abusive. Cause it's supposed to be the shining example of domestic violence. That's what well, they're hundred percent psychopathic. Oh yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. And that's not what we see at all. Anyway, what were you going to say, Paul? Oh, I was just going to say, maybe, I think maybe there was supposed to be a hint of that at the club when, when you know, the tattooed man walks up and hmm. Joker is pawning Harley to basically sleep with him. And I guess he was, just the look in his, the Joker, just the look in his eye was just like so sadistic. And I was just like, oh my God, what is he about to do? And basically, tattooed man chose wrong and he popped him. Um, yeah. I, I, again, the the way the Joker was for me, even though he was a supporting character in a sense, because I know how you guys are saying it's two separate stories. To me, that was the way that they could expand on Harley's story. As because remember, I was saying about Will Smith, like it was constantly revolving around Deadshot, constantly. Oh, I need to get my daughter back. You know, I'm 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 gonna be. You know, besides uh, Rick Flag as the captain of the team, I'm the number one. Uh, I'm the quarterback, basically. Um, so I, I don't know. I I think that was just their way of doing Harley's thing by bringing in the Joker. But no. I do I do kind of disagree with you, Paul, though, because I feel like I know that they did give a lot of they focused a lot on Deadshot and a lot of his backstory and they kind of made him sort of the leader of Suicide Squad. But they also focused heavily on Harley Quinn, both on her current the way she is currently in Suicide Squad, as well as her backstory. And obviously you can't have Harley without having Joker. So it was mm -hmm. kind of obvious right. that they needed to have those. But you got hardly any backstory for Croc. They didn't focus a lot on Diablo's backstory or Captain Boomerang. So it well, was mostly those two. Is and I think, I think the Boomerang thing was just to help because, you know, Flash is supposed to be getting yeah. his own movie. So I think that was just to help boost that or get that, you know, train going. Hey, let's... You know, Suicide Squad is basically a Batman villain movie, so Boomerang's in it. Because even I was thinking about that. I was like, why is Boomerang in, in this movie? I never even thought that they were going to have a Flash cameo in there. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that was cool. No, that, that was sense. surprising. That yeah. made me so happy. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was sitting in the theater, and I was like, oh, hey, I know Captain Boomerang. And then when you see, like, the lightning and then the Flash appears, I was like, oh, my God, the Flash. Yes, yes, that was awesome. I was very excited. But... Wow. And he was one of the best parts of the movie. Honestly, yeah. whenever he had time, he was. <laughs> he was yeah, great. That that part where where like they 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 first encountered the zombies or whatever, and he just cracks open that beer. <laughs> I was die I think I was the only one that like literally busted out laughing. I was like, that's something I would do. I was like, oh shit, wait a minute. <laughs> let me let me let me get a swig before well, I go into I fighting. That was I thought that was funny. Laugh out loud, funny. And I thought when he they kept uh, you know. Uh, flag smashes the phone and he's like all right you can go and he's the first one to get out the door <laughs> yeah he just gets up and leaves and i was like perfect and it would have been even better if he stayed gone i think and only because i think that would have fit the character and you know don't just show up later or whatever you know off screen but they should have been great him, like sitting in a bar like drinking a beer and he's like yeah. oh you guys are you guys went on great. to 
in the background. Yeah, if he's like up in a high rise somewhere where nobody's in a bar and he's just like stealing beer out of the back, drinking it, and you can see over his shoulder like a building's being destroyed from Enchantress or something, that would have been, you know, that would have been a better arc for him. At least it would have been an arc. Yeah. Well, let me ask you all this. One of the premises in the trailers, um, one of the things they kept saying about the movies was it wasn't good versus evil, it was bad versus evil. Do you all felt that you felt that you got that from the movie? Like, you all actually felt that these were bad guys, or did they try to portray them in a good guy type sense? I got that. I got the bad guy versus evil thing because it was very clear that, like, every time when they came in to first get them, he was like, "All right, like dead shots, like come on in here, I'm gonna beat your." Yeah. So but see, I got but that. But was it? See, and that's the thing. That's a good point. Was it that they were bad versus worse or whatever, or was it? Every time you got to talk to them, they, uh, or you got to see them, you were seeing a- another angle. Like, well, why are they bad? Mm-hmm. Well, he's bad because of this. Killer Croc's misunderstood. Harley Quinn was, uh, you know, uh, psychologically abused. Uh, so on Bat so shit, Looney. It's okay. Yeah. You can say oh, it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, and so if you, go, if you go down the list, they all have an angle as to why they're damaged and, and why they are the way that they are. And... It's not like you're being re- rehabilitated in Bell Reeve. So, uh, not that they are redeemable, but whatever. Um, just so I can get this off my chest is in terms of the Killer Croc, he didn't have a backstory. But my main issue with him, anything about the comic book, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's more animal than he is man. But... You don't have to walk. If you go back and watch the movie, and this will be oh, the most annoying yeah, part of it, he walks like he, he walks like he's swimming. Or he, yeah, he walks like he, like a crocodile <laughs> swims. Go back and watch any scene he's in, and he has to move his head side to side like a crocodile that's swimming through the water. He was competing with the Enchantress with her dance at the end. I, her little, oh gosh. they had a oh dance off. That was so freaking annoying. They had a it dance was. off. So uh, let me let me let me talk about that because the end scene with Waller and Wayne. Um, okay, so I know Warner Brothers is trying to basically make their cinematic universe and everything. So we already got the hint that through Batman Superman that um, Dark Side is coming. Okay, so to me the plot would have made a lot more sense if 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 if. They're saying that there's only going to be three boom boxes. Okay, so we already seen one that's um, with Victor Stone and his father, and then we saw the one in the trailer, you know, with the medieval or yeah, whatever they were, the medieval times, and that king and his knights burying one. It would have made more sense if Enchantress they found a boom box and she opened it and she was opening up a gate to Dark Side. That would have made more more sense because at the end that end scene with Waller and Wayne. And he basically says, "Okay, well, I'll get my team together. We'll 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 put a stop to this." I'm like, "Well, you put a stop to what? Because you already started putting your team together. What what the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> I mean, that, that that's what I'm saying. That scene had no relevance, nor did the plot have any relevance. With, I mean, if you're gonna make Enchantress the villain, fine, but just don't make her do a witch dance the entire. I don't have a end of, Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you don't don't make her do a witch dance the entire end of the movie, just talking gibberish. Because God, man, that got that really got annoying. Like, well. Let me ask you this: What the hell? What what purpose did her machine have that she was building? Zero. That's what I'm saying. I mean, she she you, she gets introduced at the beginning, or her brother gets introduced like near the middle part of the movie, I guess, or the beginning. I don't know. I can't tell because it's two parts of a movie. Anyway, 
she's like, they stopped worshiping us and they worship machines. So let's build one of our own. And then at the end of the movie, you see this thing that's shooting light up into the sky that takes out an aircraft carrier and a secret base or a, and a satellite. But there's really no explanation as to why they needed that machine, what they built it for, and what it was really doing. That's or what, what it saying. was made of. It was just, it, and then what, they just, just. That's what I'm saying. Know, it it, it would have made more sense if if she found if they if Waller found a boombox and this girl somehow found a way to open the boombox and start like tying it that way because of you know I know Wonder Woman is going to be next but Wonder Woman is going to be predominantly being dealt with in the 20s, um, with an appearance of Aquaman and all those other characters that they're going to try to cram in there in the <laughs> 1920s. So, I don't know, like I said, that, that scene at the end with Wayne and Waller, it had no relevance whatsoever, other than the fact that, you know, she's acknowledging, or, you know, to the audience anyway, they're, they're acknowledging the fact that Waller knows that Wayne is Batman. That was it. I don't know, it was... And you that, know what's, uh, the big, this is probably my, uh, I have to confess, I did not stay. As a nerd, I'm ashamed, I did not stay to watch that scene. I didn't even know it was there, and I didn't care. Okay. You didn't really miss yeah. anything. Didn't miss anything. It was literally Waller and Wayne sitting at a table in a rest in an empty restaurant, and she gives him a file with, um, I think it was you saw Aquaman. Was that who we see? It was Aquaman, Flash, and one. Uh, I think the Enchantress and, was on the yeah, first page. And then he gets up to leave, and she mentions something about his nighttime activities, and then it just ends. Which makes no sense. Why he had to go to Waller and ask for that file because. Didn't he get the same <laughs> yeah, dossier from Lex Luthor in no, the last movie? It had no, and no relevance. relevance. No about, relevance. Oh, yeah. Hey, if, if I can indirectly tie this to Batman versus Superman. Now, now I learned this today, and I probably should have known this before. Lex Luthor in B, in Batman versus Superman was actually Alex Luthor, correct? Is a junior. He's it Alexander. was his son. Yeah, he's Alex. Was, uh, I'm thinking so. That was, I mean, he, well, that he said that's my dad's name on yeah, the building. Yeah, he said, Lex, he goes, that's my dad's name. He's the Lex in front of the core. That makes the movie a little bit better, okay? Because uh, <laughs> he's not a young he's boy. He's not a young Lex I was just going to say, I'm glad you said that, Stacy, because a lot of people don't acknowledge that because, you know, they have to catch it. Remember, Lex Luthor becomes president in the comics. I have a feeling that the president, because you don't see him, you know, he's just on the phone. I have a feeling that the president on the phone is Lex Luthor, like the Lex Luthor. I hope not. According to Supergirl, Supergirl, it's Linda Carter. (laughs) Whatever. Oh my god. Well, but in the in the comics, Joker kills Lex too. So maybe we have that to look forward to. <laughs> no, Alex, Alex, not Lex, but Alex. I'm, I'm so confused on half the stuff you guys are talking about, like boom boxes, the dark place. I don't know. Boom, bo- the boom box, the boom box is the portal that dark side. I don't know what you're talking about it. That, Basically, MC Hammer comes out. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like when he was saying like boom box and like something's coming out, and I was like, because they're they're called. I thought they were boom tubes. The poor is man. Boom, tube? boom box is tube. going to be is dark side. I don't know what that is. Darkseid is a giant guy that is kind of like you've probably seen pictures of him. His face is like solid gray. It looks like a rock, he, and he has like blue. He is he is the he is the inspiration from Thanos. Thanos 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 got their inspiration from Darkseid, basically. Right, and so and Thanos okay. is a better version of Darkseid. So this is I, I poor agree. man's Thanos. No. no, no, no. Actually, Thanos is actually a poor man's Darkseid. Darkseid. But, but Thanos is, Thanos but is actually better. much cooler. It's better. Okay. It's kind of like in my, in my, in my between opinion. natural light and Bud Light. It's cheaper, but it's better than Bud Light. 
Darkseid's power is he's able to shoot these beams of lights out of his the eyes. Omega beams. He's able to make them go whatever direction he wants them to go, so they go all crazy direction zigzags and stuff. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't need. Strong. He doesn't need no stupid power glove to do anything he wants. He just has the omega beams. He's he's typically a Superman villain. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll just wait and see it in the movie. Got it. Sound. The boom tubes are a transportation device that allows transportation to and from. <laughs> Thank you, DC Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, Planet Apocalypse. So it's like the it's like a subway. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds so stupid. It's, Think it, of it as like a mini target. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's it's the Don't poor it, it's this. it's the poor man's telephone booth. Yes. Oh my yeah. god. Basically, this is all just you know a re a redo of what Marvel did better already. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Now, d- now, don't get me wrong. I want dc to succeed because i love these characters i love superman i love batman i love the flash i really want to see an awesome green lantern movie okay. um yeah but just i don't know I'm, I'm my my fear is this and i hate to keep bringing marvel into this but marvel started off with four characters that they introduced in their own solo films yes. and then they did a a uh, ensemble film DC made a Man of Steel movie and then shoehorned a universe around that Man of Steel movie. There was no anticipation. There was no plans for the Man of Steel to start this new franchise, but they decided to build the franchise around Man of Steel. When they came out with the sequel, or whatever you want to call it, the second movie in the, the series, it basically started cramming in a bunch of characters. So they really they introduced all these characters, but they didn't show any type of origin or any type gave the audience any type of knowledge of who these characters are. Then we now have a third movie that just came out, Suicide Squad, where we just threw a bunch of villains at the audience. And now the audience is like, who the hell are these villains? The, the next film that we're getting in this franchise is Wonder Woman. It's going to be another solo pick. Should... So we're going we're gonna to finally get some sort it's of explanation. It's going to be the first solo pick well, to me. T- te- technically, Man of Steel was the first. Right, they... but I mean, like you said, they shoehorned an entire world around it. And this will be the first, I think, more or less self-contained movie. The first of Jeff, of Jeff John's actual... Correct. Um, where he's in charge. What were you going to say? But right after that, then they're bringing out Justice League. <laughs> they're, not, they're not taking their time. It feels like that they're in such a rush to catch up or to establish their own thing that they have no direction. Or they're just trying to cram too much or throw too much at the audience that they don't understand what's going on or who the characters are which is seems to be the biggest problem well they don't they don't they don't have to necessarily in my opinion they don't necessarily have to follow the marvel formula but they should have done i don't know just the the throw in all these characters like the suicide squad movie would have been a great movie i think if they would have maybe had solo flicks of each of these characters maybe fighting their hero, so you kind of give a better picture of who these villains were, and then bring them together. And it, it would have been kind of a, a reverse version of the Marvel Universe. Like, we see all these villains in these individual films, and then, bam, we bring them together in a villain superhero flick, you know? I don't know, just... I was promised this fun flick for Suicide Squad, and I didn't get that. I, I, got, a, I got an Eminem song. Did you guys I, see Lex Luthor at Belle Reeve? No. No. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't I didn't know if he was there or not. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Spoiler. Like, no? Did we miss something? Just kidding. Um, but you, you get what I'm saying, Stacey? No, I and and I think 
I think the problem is 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 you had the people like the the direct. I was I was watching another um, video review of this movie, and I and I couldn't agree more with this assessment that they keep hiring decent directors to do these movies, but they don't let the directors have their vision. They don't let the directors do what they're supposed to do in, in having like some, something to say about the characters. And instead they're like, okay, this, okay. And a perfect example, suicide squad. It was in one the, of the bag. Things, one of the thing, one of the things that stood out in suicide squad that paralleled almost exactly beat for beat with Guardians of the Galaxy was a soundtrack. Think about all the pop songs that were back to back to back to back. And I'm talking about like good pop songs like uh Black Queen. Skinhead by Kanye and a bunch of songs that were like back to back. And and you you you're trying to recreate this trendy association between the music and whatever's going on on the screen and instead all you get is we're trying really hard to to re reinvent the wheel. Instead of mm-hmm. having our own vision, doing our own thing, and, and which is they they had the formula to do it and didn't trust the material, and that's been the case for comic book movies, movies and video game video game movies and all of these products that you basically all you have to do is take what's on the page and put it on the screen, and they don't yeah. trust it. Paul, I hate to say this, but this movie is on par with Batman and Robin for me. Oh, <laughs> dude, that is, this movie, that is really this low. This movie has bat nipples. That is really low, dude. dude. Come on, just chill. That j- just chill. Just chill to me equals the woman wiggling at the end when she's talking. <laughs> like, well, obviously she wasn't like, chilling there. She had hot. <laughs> oh my god, I just I think that where they missed the biggest mark is that they went like you said they did a beginning and they did a good introduction of. Most of the characters like I liked the beginning half of the movie, but then they just did no build up to the climax and then just it was just over. Well, the reason why they didn't show like, you know, the killer croc thing is because, you know, that's going to be the main villain for the next Batman film. I (laughs) (laughs) He's going to hold the whole picture. There was no no real build up to like getting me to want to cheer for the destruction of Enchantress. Like there was no build up to it, like there normally is in a movie. It was well, just what was, you know, what was I, her motivation. What was her motivation? You guys complain. You guys were making fun of me that I said it was Ghostbusters, but it, it was her death was exactly like Ghostbusters. She dies. Well, I never seen Ghostbusters. She died. No, no, no. I'm no. talking about classic Ghostbusters too. She dies, and oh. then she comes out just like Sigourney Weaver comes out of the the, oh, the dog statue. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a page out of Ghostbusters. I was like, oh my god, what is this? But, yeah. Okay, so if she was the main villain, what was her motivation? I don't think she was the main villain. I just think she was kind of like the MacGuffin. She was the you know, the, the, the distraction. Wa- um, Amanda Waller, Waller was Amanda the villain. Waller was Definitely. The villain. Oh, but, I, I agree with that, but what was I mean, okay, so Amanda Waller's the villain of the story, yes, but what was Enchantress is not done. Hey, what's her motivation? Hold on, hold on. to quote somebody: "Always two there are." <laughs> right. <laughs> this is the thing. This is something that was so poorly explained in the movie that I had to go back and find out doing research. Is the brother was not technically the brother? He was another villain, and I can't remember his name right now. I can do a Google. Oh, I know, I know what you're talking about. It was one of those Egyptian. Yeah, he's 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 an actual villain, like from the sphincter comic. or something. He was that, <laughs> you know what? Amon, no, Amon Sphincter Ra. Um, <laughs> so, 
This is that's probably who it was. Apologies <laughs> to any uh, avid Egyptian worshiper. I did not mean to offend. Um, oh so no, but but the, but the enchantress was possessed. The enchantress was corrupted by some other spirit. There's there was, I think that was also cut from it. That there is a the enchantress is who she is, but that particular spirit was corrupted as well. So the enchantress is still around. Whatever that spirit was that had corrupted the enchantress or was possessing the the enchantress spirit, there was a spirit possessing the spirit. Jeez. Stay with me now. I'm trying to. Can you can you draw me a flow chart like? You know. Well, that will be in my next lecture. You will have he, to. He, yeah. Hey, yeah. He's, he's, Bishop, he's, he's replaying the witch dance in his head, and it's just getting him all kinds of. You I'm know. just telling you that you can't. If you can't follow this, you definitely couldn't follow her dance. So. Oh my God, <laughs> Professor Stacy, can you make me a PowerPoint presentation on this? I thing? will. I will. I will do a Prezi for you. Okay. Could you do a Prezi so I can understand what? All right. Let, 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 let's reel this back in just a little bit because we kind of t- briefed over this. No one really actually went into detail <laughs> over this, but let, let's talk about the Joker. Okay. okay. How was the Joker to you guys? Was was he like the awesome new fresh Joker that we're all excited to <laughs> yes, see? Yes, he was very sadistic. I loved him. He scared the crap out of me. He was really scary. I'm not gonna lie. Like he, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I felt about like his new style per se, but. He was way more sadistic and way more psychopathic than yes. than I've seen. Heath Ledger. I mean, yeah. Heath Ledger was amazing, but this was just a completely new yeah, psychotic he... take actually, on the character. I, I don't think he was actually all that new. I really think he is probably in line with uh, with uh, Jack Nicholson's version of Joker. He's Closer. the psychotic gangster. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Much. I think that's what he was going for. Yeah. Yeah, and, and but I think even a little with a meaner edge, you know, back in the eighties, nineties, yep. he had yeah. to he had to be more Tim Burton, but still was a gangster. Correct. This is this was to me. I think it was a good Joker. I, I this I is the departed it. version of the Joker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, he had a purpose. I I just I didn't like his connection. I didn't like the way they played the connection with Harley Quinn. Outside uh, yeah. of that, outside of that, I thought they did well. I think, and that's because I, I think I'm looking at it with rose-colored glasses. Because there are other people that are looking at it saying, "Well, he was just a, a he was just a gangster, you know, mm. with with makeup on." And I'm like, "No, I don't, I don't think no. so." And if you, if if you, I think if we get to see all the film that they cut, that we'll get to see more fleshed-out character. So, I well, the the thing I couldn't get past still is the grill and the tattoos. I liked I it. Mean, I was okay with it. I was fine with the tattoos. I thought the, the grill. grill was a little much, but, but think I about thought this. the tattoos the gr- were great. He has the grill because all of his teeth have been knocked out. Um, well, yeah, they yeah. they they explained that the, when he killed the jo- uh, when he killed when he killed Robin, yeah. that Batman knocked the teeth out of his face, and that's why he has the grill. Yeah. yeah. And uh, whatever article I was reading, they said that's also in prison when he gets the damage tattoo was to show Batman, hey, you damaged this face, this beautiful face. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that's what was the meaning behind the damage tattoo. I just I didn't like that though. I mean, it's just I don't know. I think I, I I'm okay with Joker ripping his face off in the comic books, but I'm not okay with him tattooing his face up. Oh. I don't know. It's just what? Because he's wearing a suit. I think when he came in with the with the leather jacket and the collar popped and and everything, I thought Hell that, yeah. that was perfect. I mean, I thought yeah. he it was good. 
I, I agree with the performance part of him. Yeah. J- Jared Leto's like knocking it out of the park. I thought he was a great. Well, Joker. remember he was runner up for the Joker back for the Dark Knight, so this was just rightfully so that um, you, you know he got his, his own thing. He got and his crack think, at it. I think you had three very distinctive. I wouldn't say iconic necessarily, but I mean you can get to a point maybe if we get to see more. But they're three very distinctive performances, very different, and all mm-hmm. I think very good. His laugh was on point, though. Like, that was the creepy... It was super creepy. Yeah. You know, I he worked the real first, hard on that. <laughs> the only time I think that they they kind of played it to where the, the 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 story arc seemed to follow follow the suit, follow the, the comic books, was when, right before Harley Quinn jumps into the, the chemicals... He pushed her, but yeah. But he, but he talks to her, and he manipulates yeah. her mentally... And then he didn't physically push her. No, he talked her into jumping. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what they changed because originally he was talking to her, and then in the comic book he pushes her in. Mm-hmm. This is where her tra- her story changes, is because up until that point, I feel like the story their back their background story together was sort of on point until one she jumped in on her own, and two he jumped in after her because that is definitely not a joker thing like he wouldn't have jumped in after her because he didn't in the comic book i'm i'm kind of okay with the change that they made because it's kind of this is gonna sound really bad but it's kind of humanizing the joker just a little bit to show mm-hmm. that there is maybe a spark of humanity left inside of him <laughs> Nope, you should no. never know what the joker's doing yeah no. remember that's remember true. that's what batman says you know with the joker you got to expect the unexpected and that yeah. is unexpected he yes he would never do that i mean but he did he did, yeah. yeah. It was, and multiple times in the film. I mean, even the the, mo- the movie ended with him breaking her out of jail. Yeah. I mean, so I will say though, I really did like that flash that we got of the Joker in the tuxedo with her Harley Quinn in the Jester outfit from the cover yeah. of. So glad you brought that up. Um, great scene. I'm glad that they showed that scene. Yeah. It's an iconic scene Isn't from the Alex comics Ross? and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was Alex Ross's drawing. Um, but oh my god, she looked like she looked so weird in that costume. It was well, it, it was different, you, yeah. It shows you that that costume could not play. It could not have been on the screen. Well, I'm, I was one of those people that was like, man, why did they give her this like slutty, the, yeah, the slutty, look? The slutty look? Why didn't they just put her in her and, costume? And, and, and then like I see the costume on screen, I'm like, oh thank. And god. you're right. That's <laughs> I think that's the reason why. Because remember, everybody has always said that it goes back to the Brian Singer days with X Men. Like what looks good in the pages of comic books does not transition well on film. Hey, and I'm and glad. How many but, times uh, don't don't bring that? Brian Singer up in this mess because Brian Singer just believes in black leather and well, freaking well, <laughs> stuff. So I don't. I want to hear Brian Singer. Is, is exactly what you brought up. Is like you know they showed you know a lot of people were saying like wow wow how come she doesn't have the Harley Quinn outfit you know, and then you see her in it and then exactly that was my reaction too. It was just like yeah I'm kind of glad they didn't go with that because it looks really really weird. I actually liked her costume in this movie. I didn't, I didn't think I was going to like it. I mean, they were just straight up objectifying, like objectifying everything that had to do with her. But what do you mean? It worked for her. What do you mean? I don't. I didn't see any objectification. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. Know what you're talking about? Nothing at all. But I felt like it. The outfit that they chose for her to wear worked with the character that they wrote her as for this movie. Yep. So. And it's not far from 
the Arkham Asylum games, Arkham, the whole Thank Arkham you. series. It, so you know, yeah. If you look at the father to son trailer, and there's a scene where she's like beating like two cops up. It it her, her Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn costume in this movie almost reflects that of the game, and I, I think I brought that up to you, Daniel, just like not podcast wise, but I was like, you know, it it, it kind of looks like they they they. As far as like you know this this universe, they 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 were basing some of the stuff f- f- like from the movie into the game or the game into the movie, you know, vice versa. Because even in Batman Superman, when you know after his confrontation with Superman at the you know his first confrontation, you know, do you bleed? And the Batmobile's all messed up. When he goes back to the Batcave, the water parts, and then the Batmobile jumps into the water to get to the cave. Well, in the Arkham Knight game, the father to son, it shows the water parting and the Batmobile jumps out. So yeah, I mean, good point, Stacey. Because yeah, it looks, it, it almost looks like they were just reflecting all that stuff. Well, you and know, you know that the, the Batman movie that's coming up is supposed to kind of reflect the Arkham, yeah, Arkham, Arkham Asylum. Oh god. No. Yeah. <laughs> good idea. A good idea. Good. Um, good. Well, well. Introduce we'll all of it. Well, because that's her mo. We'll Remember, introduce everybody in one movie. <laughs> execution. We'll have to wait for execution. Right. But yeah. Can we talk about Diablo's character? Because I thought that was freaking badass. Let's, Let's transition to Diablo. Very predictable. I thought he was awesome. So first of all, I didn't know it was Jay Hernandez that was playing him. Shut up. I didn't. I didn't know that was him, but I thought he did amazing. I really liked that character. He didn't say a lot, but I thought the the fight at the end, like with between him and the brother, like when he turned into his true form, that was really cool. Where he turned into uh, what's his the name? Devil. The devil. Yeah, yeah, basically when he turned into uh, whatever the Spawn Devil, Saint Anne. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I thought he was cool. And I'm glad, you know, in that same scene, I'm glad that um, Scott Eastwood is not Agent Thirty Seven. <laughs> you know what his name was in the movie? What? what? Lieutenant. Lieutenant. Is that is that what the cat or the the serious? bill said? Is, it, yeah, is that like, a different I'm, rank than lieutenant? <laughs> I was like, I was like, what the hell's his name? And they kept calling him lieutenant, lieutenant. That is so stupid. So okay, let's let you know because we're we're talking about that because the rumor was Scott Eastwood was in an unspecified role and everybody thought he was Agent Thirty Seven. Everybody or whatever it is. Everybody meaning Paul. Yeah, everybody who doesn't know Agent Thirty Seven is Dick Grayson for Spiral. Um, so there was this rumor that Jared Leto's Joker is actually Jason Todd. Did you guys get the indication that that's that's where they're going with that, or do you think this yeah, is Joker Joker? This is Joker Joker. 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 Yeah. Good, good, because yeah, that that'd be stupid. <laughs> Would but be let's the first not time. put it past them. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you agree that you know our opinion is what's going to change the course of these movies, yeah. Paul. <laughs> yeah. I, I like where your head's at, and I hope while this is going to be put out into the internet ether, maybe they'll hear it. They will. I mean, Zack Snyder did hear my call for uh, Jeremy Irons for Alfred. Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally I completely that. forgot he was in the movie. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Jeremy Irons is amazing. He, he is. is. He is. Great in Aragon. <laughs> yeah, that He's... was actually a very underrated movie. <laughs> That was an awful book to movie translation. Oh my gosh. Hey, Scott cool. Eastwood's official name is Lieutenant GQ Edwards. Get according out of here. That's GQ. Garbage. I love Scott Eastwood. 
Well, I, I, I think you like the, to the, look at the point is, is I'm glad that they didn't make it Dick Grayson because it'd be once again, you know, they're they're they as in, you know, Warner Brothers way of tr- trying to basically what is what was the what was the, the theme here? Shoehorn uh, a very important character in a in a movie that's not focused on him. So yeah, I'm 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 just overall I'm just glad that 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 wasn't the case that didn't pen out that way or maybe they it, did that they put Batman in the movie. Well, I mean it makes sense because those are Batman villains. Not all of them. Well, except Boomerang. But the Flash caught him. Is Di- so it's okay. Is Diablo a Batman villain? Yes. He is. What about Enchantress? I don't know who she is. I thought she was made up for this movie. Honestly, no one knows. I who thought she is. was a Flash a Flash villain. Enchantress? Is she Flash? No. no. I think she's Wonder Woman, actually. She might be Wonder Woman because she was in... She was because part remember, of Flashpoint. Because it's, remember, it's thousands of years, so I think that's a that's a, that's a a uh, Wonder Woman villain. Yes. I just want to say that I did not like the actress who played Enchantress. I liked her as her actual like human person, but when she became Enchantress, I hated the voice that they used. Was it was the Enchantress Wiggle, wasn't it? I just hated it. <laughs> wiggle, 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 wiggle. wiggle. <laughs> All of it. I didn't like it. I just, I, uh, I just didn't what like do, it. All right. What do you guys? What think? about Viola Davis? Yes. I love her, and I think She's she great. did great. She was great. Yeah. She was. She was probably one of the better things of the this, this one movie. One of the things. Well, and I'm going to say that that Rick Flag actually acted well. Um, I, I personally, thought, I couldn't stand his character. See, I personally <laughs> thought that he played that character. Pretty well until the end. I wanted to smack until the shit the out of him. I thought oh until the God. end, right at the end when he, um, you know, he falls apart and you know everything is like I'm, I'm questioning my orders. I thought before that everything he did was justified. I thought he, he played a pretty good uh, grizzled veteran, and that was who he was supposed to be. So I mean, Rick Flag's pretty boring in the comic book. So, and I'm not gonna lie, I was not happy with the casting of Will Smith for Deadshot because I thought, he, you know, like Paul said, he was going to Will Smith up the part too much, you know, make it just this Will Smith character. But I actually kind of enjoyed his version of the character in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, like I don't know. I just, I liked it. So, yeah. I I go back on what I said. I mean, Will Smith was actually a really cool Deadshot. Well, I, don't, so. I don't know that much about his backstory. I, I think that he would be better than, uh, what's, what's Slade? Well, don't watch Arrow because that version of Deadshot's not the real version either. Or what's don't watch Slade? Smallville either. Yeah, I huh? watched the small bit. Oh, what's Slade's? Uh, what's uh, the other ninja in in Arkham? Slade Wilson. Slade Wilson. His story is is much more boring. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I I'm glad that they went with Deadshot and gave him some depth. You know, because the other one, I mean, I like the character. I think he's cool. There's just not a lot of depth to Slade Wilson. So. Uh, not that he would have been in Suicide Squad. I'm just saying that out of the two characters, you got two assassins. Um, that Deadshot, they they chose well. They gave they gave. I thought that he did a great job with the with the material he had, and he was probably one of the best parts of the movie. Oh, that's the reason why. Okay, so the reason I hate to go back to the Joker, but the reason why I'm saying that Jared Leto's versions kind of reminded me of the the uh, Jack Nicholson version of the Joker. It's because I don't know if y'all remember the Jack Nicholson gangster version of the Joker. He had a right-hand man, Bob the Goon. This version of the Joker had a right-hand man that was with him all the time as well. I don't know if they ever referred to him by name. but Bob. Was it really? Yeah, it was Bob. He's like, Bob, you are my number one. 
God, you know, he's and he rubs his shoulders. You don't remember this part? This is right before he dies. This was you're talking. This was you're talking about. I'm talking about. No, he's talking. Yeah, he, Stacy's talking about Batman '89. But no, what's Slade? Yeah, I know Batman '89 was Bob Dagoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I but, don't know uh, the other one. But in this one, the, the, he had a right hand yeah. man. I don't know what his name yeah, was. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. That's the guy from totally True Blood. Bob. So it was just it was just kind of it was just kind of like oh okay well that's was kind of reminiscent to me of the Jack Nicholson version of the character that he toted around with guns and all that other stuff. I don't know. It's just, I felt that this was the gangster version that we saw back in 89, the more, a more hardcore extreme version of what Jack Nicholson's character was. So, you know, we've got, we got the zany Joker from the 1960s in the Batman television show. We had the gangster version from 89 and now 2016. And then we had the psychotic anarchist version from the 2000, what was it? 2008. Yeah. So that you know, we've seen his name was Frost, by the way. Was it Frost? Yeah. Okay. Bob Frost. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, sorry to jump there, but I, I just wanted to make sure I put that out there. Um, cameos. We've already talked about cameos. We talked about our feelings on the th- uh, picture. So, how do you all feel that this film fares in the Justice League scheme of things? Um, well, before you even say that, does it warrant a sequel with you with you three? No. You think it's just it's good as a standalone movie? No more. Should because you be know that's exact. You, you know that's exactly the opposite of what they're going to do. Oh, I well, know. yeah, they're going to make a sequel. I think I think right now the way they set up the characters. No, 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 no. We know it's going to get a sequel. That's what I'm saying. Do you think it warrants a sequel? No, but I think what they sh- what they should do with this franchise now is when they have a movie like the Justice League or whatnot, they can introduce that team in a film as a background, like just a little small snippet. They don't have to be in a, a standalone film anymore. Um, I know it's hard to get all those actors in there for a five minute cameo, but I don't know. Just I don't think it. I don't think we should see another movie. Not unless they come up with a better, better reason to put the team together instead of you know wiggle pants and like like Justice some... League Dark, like Swamp oh, Thing and everything. He's, I get, I don't know. I'd like to see a Joker movie, maybe. Well, he's going to be in Ben Affleck's Batman. We think he's it, that's going to happen. Well, Harley Quinn's supposed to have her own movie too. Yeah, Harley Quinn's getting a movie with Batgirl, and they said that they were Birds throwing a couple other Birds of Prey. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would really like to see a Harley Quinn movie made post Joker, like after Joker is gone out of her life to see, especially with her old backstory. Like, I would like to see a movie about where she's trying to move on from her relationship with him and trying to like work with Batgirl or the Birds of Prey just to see how what kind of dynamic that would be and to see her recovery from her abusive relationship with Joker. Nah. Nah. No yes. no such redemption in her. Uh, I just want to see something well, I like think that. We're, we're not going to see like any type of redemption like that with the character only because of the one little clue that they gave us in this movie that she had a hand in helping kill Robin. Yeah, I, I read about that, about the whole, like that they keep bringing up Robin. So he will play some sort of role like his death will play a significant role possibly in the next standalone batman movie mm-hmm. 
Which I believe that's, uh, I, I mean, I, I think I threw in this theory out there that, you know, in the comics, it was a warehouse in, what was it, Africa, I think it was? Um, uh, Middle East, I thought. Whatever, wherever it was, it was outside the U.S., but it was just some abandoned warehouse. He blows up the uh, blows up the Jason Todd. I think in the movie, or the DC, DCEU, it's going to be at Wayne Manor. That's why Wayne does not live there. That's why it's all burnt down and everything. I think, I think Jason Todd gets killed at Wayne Manor. Possibly. Terrible theory. Horrible theory. <laughs> that's that's exactly what it is. I'm telling you. No, I think that's it. That that's that sounds good. Yeah, that's probably right. Stacy, you have any final thoughts on the film before we get ready to end this? I would. I enjoyed it in the theater. I would recommend it for popcorn. You know, but I won't. I would not purchase it, and I'm not going to see it again. Paul, I'm going to see it again tomorrow. <laughs> oh, jeez. Paul's going to come back and be like, guys, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get those thoughts out of my head. No, I'm actually going to go see it tomorrow just to see stuff that I missed. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm Real quick, I'm glad that I said this before that the last couple of years I have been distancing myself from spoiling movies from myself from the internet. And with Stacy saying that he was following this stuff, that's the reason why I quit doing that because the more I do that – and I go see a movie, then I get disappointed. I get mad at myself from trying to like just be disappointed from viewing it as opposed right. to just all Enjoy that stuff. It. So I just I just saw the trailers. I think I just read a couple things about, you know, like the tattoos and stuff, but I didn't like like go like, you know, Easter egg hunting every single thing that, you know, a website was posting out there on, on stuff. I just I quit doing that and I think if you do that, you can actually be a little less disappointed if you if you if you know that <laughs> that's the case. It won't be as terrible. Yeah, I didn't go out and actively seek things in the movie. I saw the trailer and I watched like the Comic Con panel and things like that. I was active. I was actually psyched and excited to see this movie. I was like, this is going to be the first DC film that's going to be amazing. It's going to kick ass. It's going to be. It's going to be like my experience of watching Guardians of the Galaxy again. But when I left the theater, I was just like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> it, it wasn't what I was hoping it would be, and maybe that was my fault for overhyping it. But yeah, that's. What about your thoughts, Katie? Um, I agree with you on that one. I, I mean, I didn't actively seek to understand a lot about the movie. I mean, I watched all the trailers, and you know, I read some things, and then I read some reviews about the movie before I went and saw it. Um, but I was more hyped based on the trailers about how the movie was going to be. And then when I saw the movie, I was disappointed because it wasn't as good as I had hoped. And it wasn't as good as they had made it seem. I already knew it was getting bad reviews, but I wanted to, you know, judge it for myself. But I understand now where the bad reviews were coming from. But I mean, I I will probably purchase it. I would probably watch it again, you know, when it comes on HBO or something. If I don't yeah. buy it, I'll watch it again. I just yeah. don't know that I'd purchase it. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll I'll purchase it. Yeah, I purchase all my superhero movies. I gotta I gotta support the uh, the art. Fine, yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine with that. If somebody wants to give it to me as a gift, then I wouldn't have to buy It'd be it. Be super great. And with that, no. <laughs> <laughs>
But seriously, with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek Podcast. I want to thank my panel for joining me on this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at info at templeofgeek.com. Please head over to iTunes and Stitcher and rate our show. Until next time, peace! Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit the TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.